0: the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad Podcast. I just wanted to, to talk about this for a little bit, because there's a couple of things I wanted to, to update you guys on. And then uh, we're celebrating a milestone today. Uh, we have officially hit 30 days on lockdown as of today. And um, that's not something that I ever thought I would I would be celebrating. And I celebrate it because we've survived 30 days. There was four of us when we went into lockdown, and there's still four of us uh, now, it's been incredibly challenging for a multitude of reasons. Uh, if you follow our story, you, you may know that we were uh, featured on ABC News uh, along with a couple other really amazing special needs families because they were they were trying to to help us better well help people better understand what kind of unique challenges. Uh, families like mine face in this current crisis, and it's it's it is it's very very challenging. There, there's a lot of things that most people wouldn't even think about uh, that that we deal with on a good day. Um, you know, we're struggling with we're still trying to find some kind of stable routine uh, for the kids. It's it's proving to be very difficult because they want nothing to do with schoolwork. And I'm so tired of battling with homework. It's pointless at this, at this junction. And and I, I just don't, I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. I really don't. You know, I'm a firm believer in, in education and, um, you know, I really think that, uh, their education needs to be a priority, but right now their lives have been turned completely upside down. They're anxious they are scared. They're angry. They're frustrated, uh, and and homework is just not something that they're capable of focusing on right now. It just it just isn't, and it's busy work. So it's not like they're even they're not learning. They're not being taught. Uh, so so it really is just it's just aggravating. It's frustrating, and and I love our school. I love the kids' school, but there's a difference between. Um, teaching kids with autism and being a parent to kids with autism, They're, they're, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect by that because teachers are absolutely amazing. I am so grateful for every one of them. The problem is, is, is just that as a parent, I can see very easily every single day how impractical it is right now to try and force my kids to do homework it just—it's just impractical. It's not going to happen. Um, it creates more stress. It's destabilizing. It's—it's it's frustrating. Um, we have had—I don't know how many meltdowns o- over homework, and I'm by myself. I'm a single parent. I have no help. I, I don't. Um, you know, the help that I do have with family and things like that is—is is unobtainable right now because we're all on lockdown, uh, and. And so there is no there is no timeout for me. There's no tagging out and and letting someone else take over or or uh, or getting a break or anything like that. And so my goal is to to get us physically through this in one piece. And and homework is not a necessity for for part of that plan. It's it's a hindrance at this point. Uh, it's more important that my kids are sane that I can keep them uh, as calm and as uh, grounded as I possibly can. I can limit the meltdowns. I can limit their stress. Uh, I can try and keep them distracted. And we're using this experience in an educational way. You know, we're learning all kinds of, of life skills that they weren't using before. Um, everybody is is taking responsibility for things. We're having to ration food and figure out plans. Uh, and, and strategizing how we're going to, to do certain things. There's projects that we're doing around the house that are more difficult now because we can't leave the house to get the stuff that we need. So we have to try and figure it out and then order it and try and get it shipped. Uh, and so, so it's not like we're doing nothing. You know, the kids are reading, they are, um, they're playing, they're, 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 they're just trying to be kids in a situation that autistic kids are just not, they're not equipped to thrive in. I mean, no kid is equipped to thrive in this kind of situation, and autistic kids just—it's—it's it's just so much more difficult for them. And I'm one person, and if I devote any more resources to battling over homework, there's going to be more important things that are going to be dropped, and I can't—I can't do that. So. Uh, I'm pretty much at the point where I'm, I'm done with homework and I, I I don't really care. I I just, I don't anymore. It's, uh, I'm not going to put my kids through it. I'm not going to put myself through it. Every parent is in a similar boat right now. I've talked to countless, uh, parents online who are struggling with the exact same thing. Uh, it's even brought up, uh, this, this Friday, there should be a new episode airing, uh, with the chief, uh, a uh, science officer of the autism science foundation. And, and we talked about homework, uh, in this situation too. So there's there'll be kind of a cool perspective there. Uh, but it really is. I, I just, I can't, I can't keep fighting that battle right now. You know, I, I feel like, um, I feel like every day just sort of runs into the next and and there's nothing that sort of divides it up. So, you know, the kids don't have uh, therapy every Tuesday night the way they used to. So, um, there's not the, the school related things that are going on or, um, even some of the work related things that are going on that, that sort of kept me on a schedule. Like I knew what day it was when I woke up in the morning, I didn't have to, to look at my watch or my phone or ask Google because I just can't figure out what day it is. Uh, I know a lot of people are having the same challenge with that so I know that I'm not alone and now, you know, you're not alone. Um, one of the things that, um, I did want to update you guys on was, uh, Gavin. I mentioned that we were taking Gavin off of his clozapine. Uh, clozapine is, is one of the most tightly controlled medications in the U S it's used for the treatment of schizophrenia. It's an antipsychotic and, um, there's a lot of red tape involved in uh, even getting refills, let alone the prescription in the first place. Uh, It requires blood work before every refill. And uh, Gavin, as you may recall, is immunocompromised. So the idea of taking him out anywhere to having lab work done right now uh, is just not something that I'm comfortable with. And I, I feel like the risk to his health and safety is greater uh, trying to keep him on the clozapine than it would be taking him off. Uh, so I spoke with his mom about it, uh, and we're both on the same page that that's what we needed to do. I met with his doctor via video conference and discussed it, and we decided we were going to take him off. And so we, we weaned him off over twelve days. Uh, and yesterday was the first day that he was completely off of the clozapine, and. Uh, sort of in the middle of the night, he started having, um, what appear to be withdrawal symptoms and stomach cramps, headache, nausea, things like that. And, and so what I did was, uh, I just had him go back on the lowest dose that he was on before he stopped. So he was doing okay at the 50 milligrams. So I, I put him back on the 50 milligrams temporarily Uh, because I talked to his doctor tomorrow evening and uh, we'll go over that and see if maybe we need to sort of drag it out a little longer or, or, or maybe some more incremental decreases before we completely take them off. Let's see what happens. Um, I haven't really seen anything catastrophic as far as, you know, symptoms of unmedicated schizophrenia. um, He's talking a lot, which he does. He talks a lot. There's nothing dangerous or scary or life threatening or anything like that. It's, it's just, it's exhausting uh, for me. He's happy, which is great, you know? Uh, So this doesn't really impact him uh, outside of the uh, withdrawal side effects. So, uh, so I think once we actually can get him down, I, I think we'll be okay it's not without its challenges. I mean, it's not, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of challenge involved in, um, managing an unmedicated schizophrenic child. That's very challenging on a good day. However, the other option would be to keep him on it and risk his life by getting lab work done. And I, am just not willing to do that. So I just figured we'll bite the bullet on this and, uh, and, and just see, see what happens. You know, we'll uh we'll try and get him off of it in a way that doesn't create undue uh, you know, side effects or withdrawal symptoms for him. So he may just need to uh take it, you know, space it out a little bit more. He's on fifty milligrams right now, down from three hundred, and and I think what we'll probably do is go from fifty to twenty five and maybe drag the twenty five out for a little bit, and then maybe even cut that in half for a few more days. Uh we'll talk to his doctor tomorrow and figure out a plan to, uh, to sort of wind him down off of that. But like I said, at this point, it doesn't seem like there's anything earth shattering that that we're going to be dealing with as a result of him coming off the meds. So that's, that's a positive thing. I mean, that's, that's really about it right now there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still working. I'm very lucky that, um, that I'm able to work from home. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that aren't. And, and so I, I do I do know how lucky I am in that category. I've been working from home for about a decade now, uh, out of necessity because I've been a full-time caregiver for, for a long time. And I've had to come up with ways to create a revenue stream while I'm at home, uh, so that I can manage to do everything that I need to do that that's required of me. Uh, so the blog has been, a source of, of revenue, uh, with digital marketing and things like that. Podcast has been very positive with advertising and affiliate stuff and things like that. So, um, you know, we're, we're surviving and I mean, it could definitely be worse. It could absolutely be worse. Everybody's healthy. Everybody is safe. Um, you know, the kids, they, they miss their mom, they miss their grandparents and their, their friends, but you know, we, we try to have video calls and um, and, and things like that. So, so that everybody can stay in contact. It's just, everybody's going through something similar. I mean, you know, it it just, it is what it is, but I think everybody is, is handling things pretty well. You know, um, nobody's homicidal (laughs) yet. We're, We're not, uh, we're not at each other's throats. Um, we're doing some, some work outside in the yard. Uh, that's, that's where we get a lot of our, outside time. Uh, Gavin does not want to leave the house. He's willing to come out into the yard, but he will not leave the property. He's, he's too uncomfortable. He's too afraid of being exposed to anybody. And, and I, that's totally fine. I'm not going to push him. Um, so, you know, we have groceries delivered when we can and, uh, and, and just sort of make it through the day. I know everybody's facing a lot of challenges right now you know, lockdown is not easy. It requires a lot of sacrifice, but you know, we're doing it not only for ourselves, but we're doing it for our loved ones who can't protect themselves like Gavin, uh, with his immune system or, uh, people who are fighting cancer or who are living with HIV AIDS or who have other, uh, underlying health conditions or, or they're just elderly, you know, we're staying home is protecting them and staying home is protecting, The hospitals and the nurses and the doctors and the first responders, because the more people that get sick in 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 a short period of time, they become overwhelmed. They already don't have the supplies that they need to protect themselves, so they're going to work to protect us. We stay home to protect them. It's very important, guys. Please, please stay safe. Please follow the guidelines. Do the right thing. Uh, if you need to talk because you're going crazy, you guys can reach out to me. You you can hit me up on Twitter, send me a, a direct message or shoot me an email from the blog. I'm happy to talk to you guys. Um, you know, sometimes just knowing that you're not alone is enough. I can't fix anything, but I can listen if, if I'm able to. So don't be afraid to reach out if, if you need to talk. Um, for those of you out there who are dealing with mental health issues uh, like depression, for example, I'm battling depression. Uh, this is a very difficult time because you know therapy is different um, and, and you're just sort of in a situation where depression is going to thrive. Uh, so it's really important that you remember to take your meds. It's easy to forget. Uh, if you can get therapy through your therapist online or over the phone, that's important. Self-care is important. I know it's a lot harder when you can't really or when you're not supposed to leave the house but got to find a way to take care of yourself it's something that i'm struggling with but i'm working on it and i'm and i'm really trying to i'm trying to do better uh so please take care of yourselves you know i wish you guys all the best uh stay smart stay safe stay healthy uh you guys can find me at theautismdad.com uh you can shoot me a message through my contact page all my social links are at the top i don't really pay attention to anything but twitter So I'm not ignoring you. Just hit me up on Twitter or send me an email if you need to, to talk, um, always open to parents or anybody who wants to come on and, and talk about what this is like for them. And, uh, you know, maybe we can, we can help, you know, someone out there who's, who's struggling with something and maybe something that you can share will be helpful to them. So, so let me know, you know, shoot me a message and, uh, and we can work something out. Uh, Again, I wish you guys the best. Please stay safe and uh, stay tuned for Friday's episode because a lot of a lot of good information and a lot of uh, helpful advice on how to survive lockdown with your autistic kids. So I will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills, such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strengthened connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U.com, and be sure to use the code theAutismDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer, and it will expire on May 31st.